Thanks for checking out a sermon from First United Methodist Church located in Sheridan, Wyoming. To learn more about who we are, please check out our webpage at fumcsheridanwy.org. The scripture reading for this morning is from Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout. Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridemaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will, be, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be, Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, I ask that the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing and glorifying to you. Amen. So, we find ourselves in Matthew yet again. This time, as we look at what is going on in the Gospel of Matthew, we, we find ourselves in the final chapters leading to Jesus' final days. The very next chapter of Matthew, Jesus will be arrested and the passion story will be uh, front and center in the Gospel. This chapter uh, will close, chapter uh, 25 will close with the final great discourse of Jesus. The first great discourse of Jesus is the Sermon on the Mount. And so in Matthew, we have this uh, bookend of teachings, the Sermon on the Mount, and then these final great discourse of Jesus here before the Passion Narrative. This is where Jesus is giving his final teachings, and in these thoughts that he shares, he is specifically speaking about the end times or the end of days. Now, the parable that we hear this morning is another story about a wedding. A few weeks ago, uh, roughly a month or so ago, we heard a different parable about a wedding banquet. 
Now we hear a story about the full wedding celebration, being prepared for the actual wedding celebration. Now, when we start to talk about weddings and and customs and all of that, unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about the customs of first century wedding celebrations. What we do know about weddings, however, is that it was a week-long celebration. This last wedding that we went to was probably the closest I've ever come to having a week-long celebration. All right. Now, there are all sorts of different customs all over the world for what is one of the most transitional moments in life when two people leave the security of their families to begin a new and different family. Weddings were and remain a big deal. Even though we hear about a wedding in this parable, it's not really about a wedding. It's about something so much more. Now the parable of the 10 bridesmaids is unique to Matthew, which brings up, I think, a lot of questions. Why is the groom, the bridegroom, so late? He was afraid. (laughs) He was real early. Is that what you said? Where's the bride? Waiting. What store was open that late at night? Walmart. The questions that we dance with here help make, make us realize that this parable isn't so much about an actual event, an, an actual event as it is trying to get us to think and reflect and to learn, right? To take the lesson that Matthew is bringing before us to heart. Because this parable deals with the question, when is Jesus going to return? Which the early church struggled with. And if I'm being honest, I think we struggle with that question as well. Even when Matthew was writing this gospel, the question was already being asked. So as we take a look at these words this morning, I want us to to view them uh, through the lens of encouragement and also a challenge to how to live as disciples as we wait for the coming of Christ. Now, one last thought before we jump completely in. This starts with the kingdom of heaven will be like. Right? You heard that? Uh, This phrase invites us to, to take notice of this story. We remember that the kingdom of heaven has connections to the present as well as to the future. 
So there is something worth noticing in this story at how we live now as well as what is yet to come. All right, let's look at this parable as a whole. Matthew really likes to allegorize his parables and wants us to make a few connections before we start looking at this parable itself. The bridegroom we can look at as Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, you're tracking me. And we hear this, again, I, I made note that a couple, couple weeks ago, uh, we talked about another parable that was around a wedding banquet to which Jesus was also, the, the imagery there was used as Jesus as the bridegroom. So this is nothing new when we look at this parable today. Who are the bridesmaids supposed to be? Oh yeah, us, okay, us, the, the church. That's meant to represent the church. Did you notice in this parable that the only reason that we know that there is a difference within these 10 individuals is because we're told that there's a difference? Five were wise and five were foolish. They all have lamps. They all took a nap. They were all dressed for their part of the wedding party they all trimmed their lamps when it was time. Did you notice? The only reason why we know that five are wise and five are foolish is because we're told that they are. All right. What about the oil? Having oil. What does that represent? Faith? Okay. Good works, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Having oil represents what will count in the end. Oil in Jewish tradition was a symbol for good deeds. It was also a symbol that represented the Torah or the books of the law. Here, oil will represent deeds of love and mercy that shows obedience to Christ's great commandment. When we think of what Jesus has commanded the disciples of, of how to live through, through looking at the uh, Sermon on the Mount, as well as what he is going to say a few verses past where we stopped this morning, we'll notice the same thing that comes up over and over and over again. Love God, love neighbor, love self. You can always look further down in, the, in chapter 25. You can read more about what this looks like in a practical way in those, in those few verses through the parable of the sheep and the goats. As we look at this story will notice that the main issue that Matthew wants us not to forget is the importance of being ready. 
I remember being in Boy Scouts when I was younger, uh, and we, at, at, at every gathering, we would have to say the motto. And the motto of the Boy Scouts is, be prepared. That's right. Matthew wants us to remember that it is important that we are prepared. See here, the, the problem that, that Matthew is bringing before us does not have to do with oil. It doesn't have to do with the bridesmaids falling asleep. It is not about the idea of constant watching for the end. It was that one group was ready and the other was not. Verse 13 says, uh, Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Keep awake. That word there in Greek has multiple meanings. The first definition can mean to stay awake or be watchful, which is how we hear the NRSV translate this word this morning. The second definition of this word can, uh, gives us a different uh, understanding. So it can also mean to be in constant readiness, to be on alert, or to be prepared. Matthew's understanding here might just be better translated, be prepared instead of keep awake. Be prepared, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Matthew is, is not trying to get us to figure out when Jesus is returning so we can mark it on our calendar. We've sort of been there, done that, still here. That hasn't worked out well yet. Matthew, I believe, is, is trying to get us to realize that life is not about waiting for Christ to return, but it's about preparing the way for Christ to return. For Matthew, readiness is living the life of the kingdom now. The challenge is that living this way is difficult. Loving people that love you is hard enough. No amen on that one? Okay. <laughs> Yet we are also called to love our enemy. What does that look like? We might be able to live kingdom values for short moments. But what happens when it takes the bridegroom so long to get here? Or in other terms, what happens when it takes the kingdom so long to come to completion? This 
is really where the challenge arises. Being a peacemaker for a day is not as difficult as being a peacemaker year after year after year after year or demonstrating mercy for a lifetime. Yet, what Matthew is reminding us of is that it's important for us not to slack on the job that God has placed before us. It's important for us to be prepared. It's important for us to pay attention to the work that God is doing in the world. It's important for us to be reminded that we need to keep our lamps trimmed and have enough oil for them to stay lit. I've always appreciated the imagery of light uh, and Christmas Eve is coming up soon and, and I appreciate the imagery of light because of, well, nights are getting long and they will get longer. But light shines in the darkness. This idea of allowing our lamps to be lit, the oil, the oil that represents our actions and our deeds, the spirit is the light. Christ is the light. Yet he reminds us of the importance of living in the light. Going back to the beginning of Matthew, this is what we hear Jesus telling the disciples. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. When we allow these 10 individuals to speak to us, when we allow this parable to wash over us, we are reminded, we're reminded to prepare the way for Christ's return. In our season, in our calendar, our Christian calendar, we are coming to the end of our year. And the worship team Fast forward at the end of our year by a Sunday. We're coming to the end and we are getting ready for the season of Advent when we also are reminded of the story that started it all. And we now are called to prepare the way for Christ's return. May we Live with intention, live with kindness, 
mercy, and love with kingdom values, keeping the light of Christ in our lives so that it may shine into the darkest of places. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love. Help us, God. Help us with deep conviction to continue to live our lives each and every day, shining your light. Help us embody your kingdom values. Help us to seek you, to follow you, and with boldness to live like you. God, we love you. And we thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. We would love for you to join us again for worship in person or online, and we look forward to being with you next time.